So quick recap. Khaled's old friend and colleague, Shatan Minyastadai, and his five acolytes are visiting for a spell exchange between Khaled and Shatan. After a morning arrival and a day of settling in and an off-screen tour of the castle, led by one of you, I'm not sure which, Shatan's minions and Khaled's minions and everyone sat down to a lovely state dinner style thing where there was some character development and everyone was happy. And then in the middle of the night, around 1230 or so, there is a blaring of a pipe organ from the Western Tower and everyone rushes to the stairway and finds pinned beneath a drop portcullis trap, Shatan's lifeless body. I'm so excited. Welcome back to Rock's Fall, Everyone Dies. I'm Scott, he, him, and I'm the DM. Hi, I'm Tommy, he, him pronouns, and I play Lieutenant Banked Marceau. Hi, I'm DeSombra, she, her pronouns, and I play Greg. Hi, I'm Lena, she, her, and I play Sanjana. Hi, I'm Jin, they, them, and I play Bambi. So, lifeless corpse uncovered, reactions abound. Without really missing a beat, Khaled moves away, and about two minutes later, after while everyone's just staring horrified at the scene, you see him appear from the other side of the drop portcullis using the other stairwell. He's going to just quickly let you guys know that he's going to get the pits to lift the trap uh, so that y'all can get access to the body. And so while he is gone, you have a bunch of red-robed acolytes and yourselves staring down the dead body of your guest. What do you do? Question. Yes? Like, is his head crushed, or do we see the head, or...? The way this works is it's a portcullis trap, which is essentially like a metal gate that drops in from the ceiling. Technically, the way that this place is constructed, it's more of rolls in from the side, like those rolling gear airlocks in Deep Space Nine. And he's caught underneath it and like pinned down below it with spikes sticking through his back. His head is facing you, legs upstairs, head downstairs, but not split in half. Cool. So he's been impaled and not crushed. Yes. Possibly a little crushed as well. But he's not a pancake. He is not tire treads. This is not like roadkill. I'm going to look at Bambi. Are you suddenly as excited as I am in order to figure out who did this? Because I have an itching suspicion that I'm going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> don't even get me started. Don't, don't even get me started. Uh, I'm going to walk up to the corpse and uh, can I cast Gentle Repose? You can. Ooh, good idea. To keep the corpse from decomposing while we figure out who did it. Yes. Considering it has only been maybe a week or a week and a half since you last ate, I am not going to make you make a wisdom saving throw to not eat the body. Ew! (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that would have been so good. (laughs) Can anyone speak to the dead? Maybe? To figure out what he last saw? Uh, Oh. Take that as a no. Okay. (laughs) 
Tommy, do you really think that I would make it that easy for you? I know. Okay, <laughs> first order of business. I look at the five young ones. I'm going to squint my eyes at them, and I'm going to use Alter Self to make a Sherlock-style hat. <laughs> I believe it's a hunting cap? Is it a hunting cap? It's called a deerstalker, actually. There we go. I immediately suspect Yzma. I don't know. I feel like the conviction is like a facade for her hating him. So, okay. So let's think about this, right? So he was killed going upstairs. That can be one one of two things. Either he Actually, was greedy. the way the body is facing, he's, his head is pointed down. Oh, like he was pushed downstairs. You could certainly make that assumption. So he was pushed or tripped. Okay. Can one of us investigate to see if he was pushed up or pushed down? I have an entire page of notes devoted to what you might find. Who wants to make the investigation? Um, ooh. Who has the best bonus on that? All of a sudden, everybody puts their fingers on their noses. It's like, not it, not it. I'm gonna, I'll, 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 I'll do it. Because Plus I don't, four. You know, oh, perfect. I'm gonna use my action to help Sanjana investigate. Okay, so that's that. an aid other, which gives advantage. Okay. Can I cast Guidance? You can, in fact, cast Guidance. Oh, man. If Sanjana gets a nat one, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> wow. 16. Total? With my Guidance. With the Guidance. Is 16. And with my help. <laughs> okay, so an Advantaged and Guided 16. <sighs> First off, let me just say, he's dead, Jim. <laughs> there is a lot of blood. Oh, I wonder why. But there is a blood trail that goes down the stairs. Okay. Your investigation has revealed a blood trail that leads somewhere else going downstairs. And with your better than 15, you can follow that trail. Oh, baby. I say we should split up. Okay, I think one of us should go downstairs and the other couple should interrogate these hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if we're splitting the party, then I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative so that I can figure out who to talk to in what order. Oh, apple pie. Uh, I'm going to suggest that Greg goes with whoever is interrogating. Yes, agreed. I got a plus eight intimidation, just saying. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I have a plus six persuasion, so that'll be really interesting. A persuasion and intimidation combo. I have my initiative order here. We've got Sanjan at 13, Banked at 9, Bambi at 3, and Greg at 2. So who's going where? I want to talk to the suspects. Okay. And I'll follow the blood trail. I'm going to be in the room where the suspects are being interrogated. Please, good cut back up. Please, good cut back up. <laughs> <laughs> my intention is to look into their brains. Literally? Yes, with my farts, as usual. <laughs> oh my god. I will let this happen if your fart can have an exact A note. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good record with this, but we'll see. So Sanjana, where are you going to be? In shock. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you could come with me and investigate the blood trail. Yeah, let's investigate the blood trail. Because I have a high investigation, so it should work out. 
Greg and Banked on interrogation duty, Sanjana and Bambi investigating the blood trail, and no one with the body. I'm sure that'll end very well. Yeah. I would like to note that Bambi at first was like really like, oh, he's dead. Oh my God. But now that there's like, you know, the hinting of an investigation, she's vibrating. <laughs> yeah, me too. Trying not to smile, eyes wide, just like clutching her quarterstaff like a child who's been placed in a candy store and told not to move. I'm going to actually go up to Bambi and I'm going to say, are you ready? And I'm going to high five Bambi <laughs> in front in front of all the witnesses. Scott, I rolled the high five. <laughs> all right, fine. Roll it. Damn it. Did you miss? Hey, Scott, can I add my dex modifier on top of my, my high five check? <laughs> I have a feeling this would be a good idea. Oh. So with those <laughs> rolls, you know that thing where when you go to high five, but one person's hand is like fingertips on the wheel of the hand? Yeah. And then you like try and recover by grabbing her fingers? <laughs> okay. And it just ends up awkward just staring at each other slightly holding hands. And then Bambi starts like a handshake <laughs> grabbing <laughs> their fingers? <laughs> Bambi accidentally takes off some of my ooze off of my body. <laughs> like, oh no, I need, no. I need that back. I need that back. It's a lot spongier of a texture than you imagine. Yeah. <laughs> she gets the ooze in her hands and then immediately like jumps and starts to juggle it, like touching the eyeball in Disney's Hercules. By the way, Scott, are the five hooligans watching this? Yes. <laughs> You're starting the investigations. So Sanjana is up first. You're going to follow this blood trail that you found. And I guess Bambi is going to follow you. As you follow it, it takes you down the steps into the area where Calypso is haunting the ground floor by her organ. As you pass by, you can follow the little droplets of blood into the main entryway with the grand staircase. As you follow these drops of blood, you end up behind and underneath the main stair. Ooh, is there a door? Well, no, there's no door. It's just an open area underneath that may have been used for storage, but it's open and it's visible. So in fancy places, they don't have storage under the stairs, but it's essentially an area underneath the stairs that's sort of like enclosed and hidden. The blood stops here, but there's a larger puddle and that's where the trail ends for you. Huh. Now, do I think the body was stored there? So that would be a... Actually, you know what? In, rather than running this through checks, uh, why don't you tell me your thought process here? What does Sanjita think about the evidence presented here? Well, I'm just curious. Uh, back at the the scene with the body, was there any pooling of the blood near the body over there? Oh, tons. There was so much blood. Oh, so that is definitely the end point of the bleeding. But there's a pool here. Perhaps maybe there was an attack. Is there any other signs of a struggle inside that little alcove? So that would be a new investigation check. Okay. Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. I rolled a six. The acoustics are really great here. <laughs> under the stairs. Yeah. You do find that it echoes throughout the entire chamber. And how large is this area? Okay, so you've got the main entrance of the keep, like the, the, the big oaken doors that you came through the first time you entered this place. And then it just opens out into a large, like, antechamber type hall. Okay. It, it takes up, like, the entire first floor with some columns every once in a while for structural support. But the stairs is, like, the main feature of this area. And there's doorways that lead off to the four towers. Okay. 
So this is a nexus point. You can go up the stairs into the, the dining hall. You can go to the north into one of the towers, to the west into the towers. These In the, any of the four directions, you can go into the different towers, which are assigned to function. Okay, before I start going upstairs, I'm going to stay on this floor and start opening all the doors just to see if there's any signs of a disturbance. If there is a disturbance in that room, then that's the room I'll go into. So I'm looking for handprints or just stuff out of place. So while you're doing that, which would probably fall under a similar investigation check, I'm going to skip over to the next person in the initiative order. Banked in the base of Calypso's Tower, the Western Tower, the Travel Tower. It goes by many names. Mm -hmm. You have gathered before you acolytes in varying states of shock, dismay, and rage. Calypso just sort of haunting their organ every once in a while, twiddling out a tune. It's, it's super loud whenever she does it, so it's like it just draws attention. And of course, Frankenbro, aka the Brolum, aka Brechette, aka Bump, aka Bump, is standing there breathing real heavy. It's gonna take a couple more minutes for Khaled to get the Pitts family down here to release the portcullis trap. I'm going to, I kind of don't want to leave the body, but I want to interrogate everyone when they're not immediately distressed. Is there a way to kind of like push them into an area where they can't see the body, but either I or Greg can see the body? So the base of this tower is a large room in and of itself, which is taken up by a very large organ. And it, it, the stairs spiral upward and eventually disappear into the ceiling. If you go on the other side of the central stairwell, then the body is hidden from view. But there's definitely some leakage down the stairs. Leakage, you said. From like rain? From the dead body. Got it. It's a drippy mess. Yeah, it's a lot. Got it. The, the blood's supposed to go inside the body. Yeah. Okay, can I judge from the delinquents' reactions if anyone is having a, a different reaction than they probably should have? That would be an insight check, and considering sure. you don't know them very well, and you don't know how they react to stress, sure. you've never seen them in a stressful situation like this, so you wouldn't know. But uh, you're welcome to make an insight check and find out what you find out. That's fine. Yeah, no, not not much. An 11. Yeah, they're not taking it well. Yeah. As a whole, none of them are uh, particularly enthused by this turn of events. Sure. None of them seem happy about it, for sure. Except the Brolem. Just calm as a cucumber, that guy. Sure. Guys. Multiple guys. Hey, Greg, should we interview them or interrogate them somewhere else? Way to take command of a room, Lieutenant. I mean, yeah, I think we need to get him away from this body. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, everyone, uh, stop staring, move forward. We're going to go down to the kitchen. I hope you don't mind. Go, go, stop. I said stop staring. Let's go. <sighs> Just kind of push them down to a, a different part of the house. The Brolem instantly follows your order. Calypso starts to follow your order, but sort of phases out when they get too far away from the organ. The other five, the Acolytes, march in rank order, per your directions, to the North Tower, which goes down into the kitchen. I say that we divide everyone. I want to speak to the younger ones first. Because I feel like they have more of a true, unbiased opinion about Shatan. We really don't know anything about Shatan. So I kind of want to interview, is it N Naeem and Nadine? 
before you start those interviews, so so let me get this straight. You're separating them into like separate corners of the kitchen or? Yeah, I'm kind of leaving them in the kitchen and I'm going to tell Bump to make sure that they absolutely don't move. And then we are going either into like the wine cellar or a separate area where we can interview them without the prying eyes of Esma. Okay, so you are definitely coming at this with some preconceived notions about what the Brolem can and cannot do vis-a-vis orders. I need you to give me a very specific set of instructions that the Golem is going to follow. Because they weren't very smart when they were alive. They're not any better now. Hey, Bump, baby, I need you to make sure that no one of these three people... Three? And I'm four people. I'm going to point at Esma, Hoke, Aida, and... Nadine, and I'm going to make sure that none of them leave this area. And if they do, you grab them and you may, you secure them. Okay, Bump will make note of the specific names that you just said. Thank you, love. <laughs> I'm going to point at name, and I'm going to say you, me, and I'm going to go down into the wine cellar. So before we adjudicate that, you, a grown man, are going into the basement to be alone with a small child. Yes, indeed. That's not creepy at all. No, it's not. And you know what? I don't see what the problem here. (laughs) (laughs) So next up in initiative order is going to be Bambi. So Bambi, Sanjana went out to the main area. I'm, I'm all, I am following, but I want to know what direction the blood spatter is going. If it's moving, then there should be a direction to the blood drops. It shouldn't drop, drop drop it should be drop drag drop drag drop drag so what direction is it going it is is it going up the stairs or down the stairs is it going towards the direction we are walking or towards the body that original 15 would have told sanjana that it was going toward the body okay so there was a murder and then a disposal is that bambi's thought process or is that this is bambi's thought process all right so that's where you're at yeah so what do you want to do right now I'm going to go towards the source, since now we know that the initial injury happened downstairs and then the body was dragged upstairs to where it was disposed on the spikes. How much blood is on the ground in this puddle? The human body has about five liters of blood in it. Yes. You only need two liters of blood outside the body for you to have massive hemorrhage and loss of life. Two liters and you're gone. Okay. However, at the stairs themselves, it's really hard to gauge volume based on surface area, but there's enough blood pooled around the body where it is for that to have been the place of death. Okay, so my thought process is, does this look like the amount of blood that would come from a head wound, from a gut wound, or from other, uh, for somewhere else? Are you investigating the body? Actually, yeah, I'm going to investigate the body. So that would be a medicine check then, and I have a whole separate page for that. Oh, you came prepared. What, what kind of bonuses are we dealing with here? Um, I have a plus seven with proficiency for medicine. And I cast guidance on myself. It's a cantrip, I might as well. It's a cantrip, I touch myself. (laughs) So that's a total of a 12. So with a 12, uh, the blood is supposed to be inside the body. Oh my god. But he's definitely dead. Oh god, okay. um, So I don't see where the wound is at all. I can't tell from where the spikes are versus where the rest of the blood is coming from. 
with the check that you made? No, that check is the equivalent of a casual observer. It looks like there was a hole in him that let the blood out. I see. I'm going to go down the stairs and uh, follow Sanjana into the hallway. But I'm not looking for disturbances. I'm looking for any evidence of more blood. Maybe a droplet here, a droplet there that could have driven if there had been some sort of a weapon that was carried away. Okay, so that would be another investigation check. Considering there's already boot prints in the blood from Sanjana, that's going to be a little bit harder. Sanjana, why'd you have to walk in? <laughs> um, oh, what, you mean this blood puddle? <laughs> Just stomping on it. Do <laughs> you mean the clearly the, the size 7 boot prints? Oh my god. I don't actually know what Sanjana's boot size is. Can I talk to Sanjana? Of course you could talk to Sanjana. This is D&D. You can do anything you want. Anything! <laughs> Sanjana, darling, did you hear anything before the, uh, the organ? No. It's quiet. Talking to the kids. But it's real damn echoey in here, ain't it? Yeah. You think the sound might have carried of whatever happened. Do you think whatever went down had some magic to dampen the sound? That might have happened. He might have also known who his killer was. How do we know the organ happened after? Maybe the organ happened when? We might want to ask Calypso since she was the one who, uh... Yeah. I think I want to talk to her. Uh, you might want to clean your boots first, darling. You're trailing blood everywhere. Oh, And I just put fresh mud on these. Ah. <laughs> I love you, darling. I love you. <laughs> so, Greg. Oh, hi. What's up? <laughs> Bent has lured a small child down into the basement with him. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everyone understands how bad this looks <laughs> and that we do not condone this kind of behavior here at Roxville. Everyone dies. If you see somebody that looks like Banks, just turn them in away. <laughs> if you see something, say something. If you see something, drink to forget. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, Greg is a little weirded out by this. So Greg's in the same room or he's like... How far away is, is Banked and Greg? That is entirely up to you. Banked led everyone into the kitchen on the lower level from the North Tower with the Brolem trailing behind, ensuring that there were no stragglers. Your order in that position is entirely up to you. Uh, in fact, whether you follow them immediately or not is also up to you. Yeah, no, I definitely followed them into the kitchen. Did Banked bring. Like, did you move to another area of the kitchen, or you moved? So I went into the kitchen, and then I'm bringing one person by one person into the wine cellar, so that way I can interrogate them without bias from other people looking at them. Yeah, I guess my, my, my thing is, is how far is the wine cellar versus where they are in the kitchen? That's a good question. How far is the, the, the wine cellar from the kitchen? So the wine cellar is another level down, and it's deep in the earth. <laughs> By deep in the earth, we're talking like maybe 15, 20 feet down, uh, where it's nice and cold. As far as sound, there is a stairwell from the kitchen that leads down into the cellar. 
And in the cellar, there is an opening into the caverns that is not fully constructed yet. I just want to know if without going down there, if I'm more than 30 feet away. Without going down there, you're probably more than 30 feet away at any given time. I'll, I'll interrogate name at the mouth of the of wine cellar. All right. So if you're at the top of the wine cellar stairs, then you can hear what's going on. I'm the lookout. I'll just make sure nothing weird happens. Thanks, love. So you have eyes on everyone at once. <laughs> yeah, got eyes everywhere. Do you want to know where my eyes are? I'm the one with the small child and a wine cellar, and somehow you're creepier than me. Congratulations. <laughs> I love every second of it. <laughs> so, Greg, you're at the top of the stairs, and uh, Banked, you are at the bottom of the stairs with a small child. Very casual. Casual. Totally normal thing. Not at all creepy and weird. So what are you going to do, Greg? You've got eyes on everybody at this point. The other acolytes are off in the distance at the other end of the kitchen, being guarded by the Brolem, Frankenbro, Brett Chet, Bump, Tenacious Bro. He goes by many names. Tenacious Bro, nice. Tenacious. <laughs> oh my god. So I think Greg is just going to chill, having his eyes on everyone probably looking over at all of the accolades and see seeing how they're reacting. If you're watching their reactions, give me Greg's insight. I rolled a 24. Wow. With that 24, <laughs> your general impressions, Esma is alternating between rage and bawling tears. As far as you are concerned, there's nothing put on about it. Like she is truly unstable. As for Hawk and Raida, Hawk looks sad and like like sad stoic look, almost. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know that uh, commercial back in the day for like anti-littering, where the the Indian man a can hits his feet, he turns to the camera, and a single tear rolls down his cheek, and his expression never changes. That's the vibe you're getting off. He's like he's got this deep suffering. <laughs> I just love the earth so much. <laughs> oh God. Raida seems bored by this, and it's it's kind of off-putting. And Naeem or Nadim was downstairs with the grown man. Naeem was downstairs. Nadine is upstairs. So Nadim is looking, like, scared and nervous. And based on your perceptions, these feelings are real. So they're twins. Naeem is the girl, and Nadim is the guy? They're both boys. They're identical twins. They're both boys. Oh, I know that. I thought one was uh, female for some reason. Okay, cool. Hawk is male and Raida is female, and they look like they're related. Raida is taller and buffer. Hawk is roughly the same size and build as Khaled. Okay. Esma is short, but intense. That makes them appear larger. Yeah. And Esma is the one that's going between breakdown and, and anger. Okay, so read. Rage. <laughs> she's actually like small metal, like she's just like oh, absolutely screeching as she's <laughs> very unhinged, especially with 24 insight. Oh boy, <laughs> like this episode of Real Housewives. <laughs> oh boy, um, that's all I'm gonna do. Yeah, I just I'm just gonna watch, I'm just gonna watch them. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood surly turtle, Greg. And your social media manager, DeSombro. 
Just cutting in for a quick shameless self-promotion to tell you to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To take part in polls or ask questions that you'd like us to answer in future Wine and Spirits episodes, or just to enjoy some spicy memes. To find all our handles in one convenient place, you can visit us on our website at rfedpod.com. If you like our show, sharing the show with your friends or leaving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice will really help us grow and reach more people. And if you have a project or a business you'd like to promote on the show, reach out to us at rfedpod at gmail.com. And we're back at the top of the initiative order. No one is with the body right now. Am I to understand that correctly? Oh no. Why why do I feel like this is a very bad idea? Is the body gone? I mean, none of you would know. But anyway. <laughs> the body's gone. Damn it. <laughs> there it went. Is someone weakened at Bernie's? <laughs> Colette is weakened at Bernie's with his friend. He put glasses on him. Sasanjana. So your search of the rooms and doors and towers and such yields not much more than you already knew. Something went down here, but for the life of you, there's just not enough information right now for you to make a determination of exactly what went down. Okay. And we looked at the body. Did we examine the body all the way? You examined the body once, but it was pinned under a portcullis, so your ability to actually, you know, look at it was obstructed. You couldn't exactly pick it up and move it around or flip it over. All right. Well, if we're completely convinced that there's nothing interesting in this environment, then I suggest we go back out, pick up the body. We're going to roll it. All right. We're going to look on the front and the back. We're going to give it like, you know, I'm going to check all six sides. A little tossy toss. <laughs> <laughs> toss the body. See, at first I thought you meant rolling down the stairs. I was real confused. <laughs> yeah, not like roll it like a boulder. Just roll it over. <laughs> like Beethoven. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I was a bit confused. We're going to flip it like a pancake. But carefully, because things might fall out. So maybe more like an omelet. <laughs> flip it like a breakfast sandwich. Flip it like a breakfast sandwich. Flip it like a breakfast sandwich is coming to our Spotify sometime soon. It's our first oh, EP. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It's a rainbow rock song. Flip it like a breakfast sandwich. It's a rap done all by Greg. <laughs> With the background music is Rock Me Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining Greg in Rapper's Delight. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something he would definitely do. They call me Master G. Hip <laughs> 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 Then you don't stop. <laughs> I am writing this down now. Oh my god. We should do just a whole series of Greg William Shattering Old Rock. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so back to the actual game. <laughs> so Sanjana, is there anything at all else that you want to do at this part of the crime scene? before you go back to the body. Just to recap, there are no fingerprints, no footprints besides my own, possibly, <laughs> and no disheveled uh, furniture or anything like that. 
No, there's really no furniture in the main hall. It's really more of a presentation for the grand staircase. Like, that's, that's all this front entryway is. Okay. Now, there is the little guard station near the door, because, you know, this place used to be a functioning fortification, but that's about it. Huh. Uh, and I don't really have, like, any cantrips to... Can I... Is there some way... I don't have detect magic, but is there some way I could, I don't know, detect magic? Well, Bambi's with you. Does Bambi have detect magic? Ooh, ooh. Do ya, do ya? Bambi does not have detect magic. I apologize. I have not... I have not redone my spells. All right. In an hour, Bambi might have to take magic. <laughs> At sunrise, sure. <laughs> I mean, after I go to sleep, maybe, but not now. Because if not, we're just going to go back to the body. Like, if, I, if there's something even closely, remotely, sort of related to maybe being out of place, then I'm going to investigate that. But if it looks to be, you know, all appearances copacetic, let's go somewhere else. Copacetic is cool for you youngins. Yes, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the body. <laughs> Except instead of the spinning uh, bat symbol, it's a spinning D20. <gasps> <gasps> Can we please make this into a cartoon? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Like when we get like five episodes, someone needs to animate. When this. we have twenty thousand downloads a day, we can make a cartoon. Awesome! Adult Swim, here we come. Yeah. When we reach a million downloads a month, or when we reach <laughs> when we reach a hundred million downloads a month, then we can have a cartoon. <laughs> Scott's like, this is what we're gonna have. We're gonna come on right after Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get a Hulu original. Yes. <laughs> All right, so back to the dead body. <laughs> so by the time you're back to the dead body, Calypso rises up through the ground and tilts her head at you as you come back into the tower. And as you pass by Calypso, you see that Khaled is behind the portcullis with Jeremy Pitt Sr. He's talking to him. He's like, can you just remove this, move it to the side or something? He's like, oh yeah, sure. Of course I can do that. That's not a problem. And he starts fiddling with some mechanics and he starts cranking a crank and the portcullis rolls away to the side and the body gets pulled up with it and then peels and flops down again. God. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so gross. He was a great man. Please treat him with some more respect. Like, well, he got stuck. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> when you open your sandwich tin and the sandwich is stuck to the top of the sandwich, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> so, yeah, that is the state of the crime scene, as it were. The state of the onion. Khaled sees Siu Sanjana arriving and he's like, ah, finally. Where are the others? Um, they're also checking out the, uh, Seen as it may be. Banked and Greg are talking to the suspects. Sir. I see. Well, whatever force and means you must use in order to get the truth, this was a friend. Yes, sir. Well, uh, did your friend have any, uh, not friends? I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. He and I were partners in the advancement of our arcane arts. As for anyone who might want him dead, we are the only ones in this keep. Uh, Mr. Khaled, sir, quick question as someone who is not as versed in uh, magical lore as thou might be. Uh, is there a spell that any of us, not us, but like 
someone who isn't as uh, tuned to the magical arts as you and he might have been who could have uh, dampened sound. Is there like a more simple spell for something like that? There is the silence spell, but that is a spell of divine magics. As I understand it, he and I were but arcane casters. And I would assume he wouldn't teach any of his students divine magic? I don't know that he even knows any divine magics. He has demons for that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Thank you, sir. Um, I really appreciate you talking to me. Yeah. Hold up. Where is uh, his demons, then? Want to round them up? I did not actually plan for this. High five, Lena! <laughs> we did! <laughs> Seven pages of notes Scott, I can't believe you're not prepared for this session. You've had a week to prepare for this. I get a package of gummy bears for that one. Every time we stump him, we get a package of gummy you bears. You can buy your own gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> you can bribe off us with fruit snacks. I want full gummy. Yay! <laughs> I want full gummy. You're terrible. Gummy, 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 gummy. You're terrible and you should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> I want full gummy. <laughs> this is what you get for telling me I track blood all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I waffle gummy. <laughs> we gotta have daddy go and say I waffle gummy. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Um, okay. <laughs> Fiends tend to be summoned on an as-needed basis. Is there a two-way street of communication there or is it just a one-way street is it him calling for them or can they come and ask him questions i'm unfamiliar with the particulars of his arrangement i know my own arrangements but not his uh well somebody arranged him when you say arranged him uh explain <laughs> we found evidence that the body was dragged after an injury happened there was a lot of blood in the Tracks went up the stairs rather than down the stairs to leap from one puddle to the other. Very interesting. Well deduced. Yeah, you're going to also want to clean that up because it's a little messy over there. And it might have gotten messy from somebody else. I don't know who, but what was messy before is a little bit more messy now. Just saying. Don't check the bottom of her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that. When we finish, we can have a team of... He looks over to Jeremy Sr. Servants, handle the mess. Jeremy, how you doing? Jeremy, I'd like very much for you and your family to take the day off today. I don't want any work done in this tower. In the meanwhile, I would like for you and your family to answer any questions that my servants have for you. Oh, yeah, sure, sure thing. Do you want me to uh, go get them now, or uh, should, we, should we take another stairway? Or Yes, I think that would be prudent and wise. Where are the interrogations happening? I think in the kitchen? Sanjana, did you see? Over in the kitchen, near the food. It keeps people loose. Interesting. 
Thanks in charge. She says that really quickly, like a toddler <laughs> telling on her sibling. I'm done. I want you I'm to done. make just a real quick perception check. Which one of us? Uh, Bambi. Uh, perception check? Yes. As soon as you said, Banks in charge. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh, I got a 23. Not it's super fast, but the shadow just passes over <laughs> Khaled's face, furrows his eyebrows, and then it's gone. <laughs> it's like, ah, of course. Banked is in charge. <laughs> Oops. When you tell your parents something and suddenly you see that vein come out in the forehead. <laughs> ah, thank you for telling me what your brother is doing. I'll go fix that right about now. Ah, is he alone down there? <laughs> no, sir. Greg, right next to <laughs> you just see the same eyebrow furrow but this time you're not even trying to hide it <laughs> are they going to be by themselves down there <laughs> isn't bump down there he looks at you he cocks his head with those weird matte black eyes slightly but, but, so wait i asked if he was down there and he said slightly <laughs> No, I thought you said, is bump better? <laughs> no, I said, isn't bump down there? That would be better if he was, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Do what you must. Make sure that this is solved. I need to know who stabbed and crushed my friend. 100%, sir. All of our efforts going into it. And the moment he walks away, Bambi turns to Sanjana and looks up and says, I guess we can tell that we're daddy's favorite. Yup. It immediately cuts to me going, where is she? <laughs> so Banked is actually up in the initiative order. So let's actually do that. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Seriously though, Banked, uh, you are now in conversation with a small child. Yes. Uh, Naeem, is it? He looks at you. He nods his head real fast. Why don't you say something, Naeem? He gets visibly uncomfortable and nervous and starts looking from side to side, purses his lips, and shakes his head no. No one can hurt you down here. You can trust me. His eyes go real wide, like dinner plate wide, and he turns and looks over his shoulder. He looks up the stairs. He checks to the shadows and he squints real hard. I'm going to cast light on something and I'm going to give it to him so that way he can help look. Okay, so he just runs around with something. What, what are you casting this on? Um, I assume there are planks of wood or some, or maybe some tools hanging about. I would cast it on something that is hanging about. Bottle? No, no, no bottles for a child to run around with. A, a plank of wood is fine. <laughs> Here, I'm fine with making stupid choices for myself, but I'm not going to let the kid make stupid choices. Uh, I'll give him I'll give him a plank of wood with a light on it. He holds it, he hugs it close, and he starts like moving toward the corners, and he checks every part of the room. Every once in a while, he pokes at something with the board. Sure. And suddenly he'll like spin the board around to see if anybody was around him. And then he comes back to you. He gestures to you to lean down real close. Sure, I do so. Poor boy is traumatized. I'm not allowed to talk. Unless Master says so. I'm afraid your Master can't give you any more instructions. Welling up of tears in his eyes. And I'm sorry, that is the reality. Do you care for your Master much? He shuts his lips and he says nothing. I see. He shuts his mouth and he says nothing as if he's getting emotional, he's getting angry, or as if he didn't like his Master. Oh, super fear. As soon as you ask him how he felt about his Master, instantaneous fear. You don't have to say anything. 
you can either shake your head yes, like this, that means yes, and you can shake your head no, and that means no. Did your master hurt you? His eyes dart back and forth. The barest of nods, yes. I'm going to sit on the floor. It sounds like your master was not a very nice person, and it seems to be perhaps somebody had it out for him. Do you suspect anybody to have an active dislike against your master? He shakes his head no. Okay. Know that you can trust us. Please. No reaction. Well, you can keep the plank if you want. Would you like to go back upstairs or would you like to stay down here? He shakes his head yes and he starts inching toward the stairway. Actually, I'm going to come up as well, if you, if you don't mind. Um, okay. And I'm going to lead him back up the stairwell. Okay. I'm going to look at Greg and I am angry. Um, I think the next person that I am going to interrogate is Raida. Or is it Raida or is it Raida? Raida. Raida. Raida was the one who was looking bored, yes? Well, you didn't look at him. Greg did. Hey, Greg, how do you feel about uh, everyone hanging about? Well, you know, I made some observations. Sure, and your observations are? Well, Esma has completely gone crazy. She's angry, she's upset, she's crying, she's all over the place. Is it Hawk? Hawk? Hawk. 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 He looks stoic, but upset. Raida looks bored. Bored? Yeah. Bored. I don't know about you, but that's a red flag to me. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I'm gonna converse with Raida next, if you don't mind, sweetheart. She slinks forward and comes down to the stairs with you. And she trails her fingers along the railing, picks up her fingers, looks at him, rubs away the dust, looks at you. Is she, like, too cool for school? Is that what's going on? She has this sort of lazy confidence about her. She's a big, tough-looking woman, so it might be earned. Who knows? Is she human or is she dwarven? Hawk and Raida are human. Let me write that down. Raida, your master's dead. I was curious on your thought process. Any words? <sighs> the man was old. He had to die somehow, some way, eventually. Yes, and that was by how? Well, from the looks of things, he got pinned under a door. It's curious to me, don't you, that he was pinned under a door that was going upstairs. Do you think your master was going to try to leave or try to take books from our master? Did you find any books on him? Well, I'm afraid he probably didn't get the chance to do so. I am not in the habit of thinking about what my master's thought process might have been. I'm more interested in what he actually does. Did you like your master? Because he's dead now. He meant the world to me. Is she being serious? Insight check. <laughs> At 11. <laughs> he meant the world to her. Sure. You have no reason to doubt this woman. Yeah, yeah, why not? I recently spoke to a younger ward of yours, Naeem. Good boy. Did your master abuse Naeem? <laughs> abuse is the wrong word. It's discipline. Discipline, I see. After all, we are his acolytes, and he is tasked with training us to become fine practitioners of the arcane arts. Discipline is very important. Sure. And this discipline, I imagine, has made you considerably stronger, no? I've always been strong. 
I see, I see. So is there any possible way that you, you would want to take your master's place as a master of arcane magics? Why else would I be his acolyte? And besides that, he hasn't finished teaching me. Why would I want to take his place until I know what he knows? Interesting. So what do you think you're going to do now that you're weak and you're not powerful enough? Oh, that's an interesting tactic. The hand that she was idly checking her nails with, it goes down and she glares directly into your eyes. I have never been, nor will I ever be, weak. You will never speak to me that way again. Now she's not leaning. She's not slinking. Now she's standing upright. She is much taller than you. She is an imposing figure. In fact, I would like you to make a wisdom check. Sure. 13. She's clearly trying to intimidate you, but yeah. it doesn't work. You've struck a nerve. To you, that's not frightening. It's a vulnerability. Yeah. I see a brute with ego, with people around her that she feels threatened by. Would you like to maybe give your own personal truth to that? She composes herself. She goes back to checking her nails, and she just doesn't say anything. Well, I know that it couldn't have been you, because you obviously don't have the ability to do so. That's fine. I'm going to lead her back upstairs. If you physically try and touch her, she's just going to sidestep you and keep going by herself. No, I'm not going to touch her. So that's two interviews down. Uh, next up is going to be Hawk. Sir, would you mind if I uh, interview you for a good bit? Interesting that you choose sir. Every last one of them is younger than you. <laughs> Quietly, stone-faced, with arms folded, hands hidden in his robes. He slow walks to you. Doesn't seem like uh, it's a power play of any kind. It just seems like he's a slow walker. Like morose melancholy? Or is it just his personality? Yeah, probably morose melancholy. Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Your words, not mine. <laughs> Please, if you don't mind, and I'm going to gesture towards the uh, wine cellar. Okay. How did you meet Mr. Shatan? I am an acolyte. My parents paid to train me in the arcane arts. This is customary. What you would call an apprenticeship. Mr. Hawk, if I may like to draw some sort of metaphor here, I myself, and I will use minor illusion, I get my magic from a being that I had a pact with, versus my master, Khaled, through years of study and intelligence, has mastered his spells. So I ask you, what exactly did Shatan do, and how did he teach you magic? Is it through something like me, or is it something like Khaled? There's a lot that you just said there. Could you, like, shorten that into, like, a sentence? Was Shatan a wizard or a warlock? <laughs> there we go. My master was a powerful wizard. We've talked before about him being a demonologist. Does that mean that he summons demons, or does that mean he eradicates demons? Summon eradicate, converse, whatever the situation calls for. See, see. Did he gain any demonic enemies? One cannot have anything other than demonic enemies. Sure, sure. Was there any demonic entity that proved themselves to be a rival to Mr. Shatan's power? 
as infinite as the nine hells. So you couldn't say that any one individual come to the material plane and screw with your master then? This has happened before. Shatan has always dealt with such interlopers. Swiftly. What do you think happened to your master, Mr. Shatan? Because he seems to me to be a very powerful wizard, and yet somehow he was bested by something lesser than a demon. From what I saw, it seems as though he was bested by stairs. Did you have a positive perspective of Mr. Shatan? He was my master. He meant the world to me. How long did you spend with Mr. Shatan? Nine years, over half my life. Would you say that he was a father figure to you? He was my master. He was father. He was keeper. He was guardian. He was love. My master is all to me. I see. All right, Mr. Hawk. One last question. Shatan's discipline of Naeem, Nadine, or whomever, would you suspect any of your adopted siblings to feel a certain way about Mr. Shatan? We have all experienced our master's love. There is nothing that he could do to us that would make us waver in our love. All right, thank you, Mr. Hawk. I'm going to bring you back upstairs. I stop by Greg, and I fill Greg in on everything that I've heard so far from the past three. Bambi. Yes, sir. You now have more access to the body. Can I check the body again? You can. I am going to raise the DC because, you know, um, your previous failure. And I'm going to cast guidance on myself again. Okay. Is anybody there helping you? I just want to make sure that you get all the help that you need. Sasha, is there any way that you can help me? <laughs> this is a medicine check. 18. So there is a row of holes in the body that line up with the portcullis. Okay. But when you actually move the cloth, you see that there are some holes in the robe above and below the line of spikes. And when you flip the body over, you notice that there's a lot of blood on the front of the cloak, and it's basically a, a nasty mess, and you can't really make anything out of it. But you do notice that his arms, the forearm muscle, are, are all cut up and bruised. As if there was a grab and a struggle? As if somebody grabbed him? It looks like defensive wounds, to, to borrow CSI's phrasing. It looks like defensive wounds. Okay, so that would be fingernails and or claws, if it's cut as well, right? They're much cleaner. Okay. Claws would be a jagged wound. These are neat cuts. Are the bruises, like, all over? Are they in, like, a ring? Is it, like, in a, a certain formation? Is it just generally bruised? Kind of darkened and spidering out from the wounds. Sandra, you ever seen anything like this? I can only think not something I want. It's real neat. Maybe a weapon? We need to search those quarters that we've put those, uh visitors up in just in case i think we should put the body somewhere though so that nobody could tamper with it yeah it's a holy mess 
I would think it's an unholy mess, actually. That's so good. <laughs> Is there any place that we could put the body? Like, any close-by room that we could put the body on the floor and lock the room? He's on the second level, which leads into the grand hall, the, the main dining hall. If you take him up, there's the library. If you take him down, there's the open area where Calypso has uh, her organ set up. Sanjana, I think we should bring him up to the library, but I think we, should, we need to talk to Calypso, see what she saw. We on the same page. Body up, and then Calypso... We're talking. A head pops up through the stairs beneath you and stares up from between your feet. Calypso. Hi, darling. How are you? Cocks the head <laughs> to the side. The head just appearing through the steps, turns, looks at you, stares quietly. You know, I'm having a little bit of a rough night myself. I completely understand that. Quiet nod. You seen what go down, didn't you? The head disappears through the steps. All right, let's get this body upstairs. And, and we'll, we'll go downstairs and talk to her. What kind of event spooks a ghost? Something scary, that's for sure. <sighs> nasty business. She tries her best to mimic Banked. Yes, nasty business, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> what? Never mind, darling. Let's, let, let's get him upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who need a refresher on what Calypso looks like since the last time we saw her was in episode 4, Calypso is a ghost. She is translucent at about 50% opacity. She's wearing a tuxedo vest with coat and tails that fan out to the sides with a frilly lace cravat at the neck. But below the cummerbund, she has a wispy, wiggly, Aladdin-like genie tail. Transitions from that 50% opacity to 0% opacity at the tip. Her facial features have sort of an anime-ish quality, with a big mane of curly hair that cascades down her shoulders and extends Aww. past the cummerbund and slowly transitions to translucent like her tail. Adorable. I'm just waiting for Chibi Calypso to be a thing. So Calypso is ready by the organ, fingers on the keys. Uh. All of you are familiar enough with Calypso to know that high means yes and low means no. Okay. None of you have figured out why she can't talk, but story for another time, I suppose. <laughs> why I feel it's an awful, gruesome thing. Because you're dealing with me. No, she has no tongue. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. She has no tongue. I don't want to know. I'm sure that at some point Bambi may have asked. The response that you got was Calypso slowly lowering her jaw, and then it keeps on going down oh! and down. And no. down, and the eyes no. go blank and dark, and there's no tongue inside of the ghostly ethereal. Oh my mind. god, somebody cut out her tongue! <laughs> oh no, no, no. baby, she deserves oh so much. Um, <laughs> I'm not okay. There's just certain things that are just no, no butterflies, no broken bones, and no tongue thing. <laughs> no, 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 or no, no, eyes. No. Eyes are kind of weird too. Yeah, eyeballs. <laughs> Calypso, darling, did you see? Let me ask some simpler questions since you, you know, yes or no. Did you see it happen? Okay. Did you hear a collapse and see the body? All right, so you weren't in here. Uh, 
Is there anything that brought you into this room specifically, like a sound? You were just wandering. All right. Did you notice anything weird? So everything was normal up until you saw it. Is there anything that you saw that you know we didn't see? There's so many ways I could answer this, but it would take so much more time. Um, like, yes, I saw a bug. Because <laughs> uh, I'm so damn it, not the time. Could you repeat that question? Is there anything that you saw pertaining to the body that you know we didn't see? Ooh. Low note, but because of the way you phrase that, insight check at disadvantage because this is not, none of this is normal. Damn it, that 22 would have been delicious. 18. Yeah, it's just a low note. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have one more idea. I'm not sure how much of a good idea it is in Calypso. I'd want to ask you for permission, but I can create a mind link and we can talk. And you can talk back to me. If you don't want me in there, I, I will not press the issue. But if you have something to tell me, then you can tell me. It's a very hesitant high note. I don't know how to make that sound in music. Uh, maybe a flat? A, a flat high note? Whatever that is. Or just a slow, like, you know, crescendo, like a, a sforzando. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Whatever musically makes you feel that, uh, we can try. <laughs> Are you sure that you consent to this? If you don't want me in your head. All right. Because I don't want her to be like, maybe I consent. No, I want to know that she's okay with me being in her head. As Commander Riker, you want enthusiastic consent. Precisely. Side note, the only kind of consent is enthusiastic consent. That's your lesson for this episode, kids. Consent is sexy. <laughs> I think I taught that when I did the uh, human reproduction section. Good for you. Oh, he had a whole PowerPoint on consent. I did. With gifts and choices and such. It was very amusing. Um, okay, so I'd like to use the mind link. At first, all you get is music. You know how music sounds in your head when you're not actually listening to the song? It's exactly how you want it to be. There's nothing imperfect about it. There's no twitches of the finger. It just is. It exists there perfectly. And it's beautiful composition. It truly is. It's amazing and wonderful. The music swells a little bit. And as soon as it seems that that's working, it swells more. It feels like it's probing. And then it gets louder. And it gets kind of chaotic at that point. And then Calypso winks out of existence. And you need to make a wisdom saving throw right now. Oh my. 15. Okay, that's just enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when Calypso winked out, you felt her in there with you. Like for just the briefest moment, you felt another presence in your mind. And it's, it's different from the usual feeling that you're getting. The immediate sensation that you get when you feel Calypso in your mind, a quiver, like an eyelid twitching. And then goosebumps just run up and down your arms, tinged with that weird sensation of falling as you're just about to fall asleep. Those hypnagogic jerks. It's very fast. And you manage to push Calypso out before anything else really happens, except that now you're getting these flashes. It's like a torrent of music. And through this music, you'd feel 
pain sensations, this ripping and tearing sensation right in your mouth. But it's not, it's not all there. It's not pure. It's not clean. It's not clear. It's the memory of it. But when that happens, you're going to take, uh, you're going to take nine points of psychic damage, which I believe you have resistance to. I do. Yeah. So it's actually going to be four points then. And you're going to take a level of exhaustion. So as a reminder to our listeners, exhaustion, one level of exhaustion, uh, is going to give you disadvantage on all skill checks (laughs) until you have a short rest. How many levels of exhaustion does a character have? You can have up to six and then you're dead dead. Oh, oh. Yeah. And it's progressively (sighs) worse. The first level of exhaustion is you have disadvantage on all skill checks. It's like checks, and then saves, and then... And then half your movement speed, and then attacks and damage. Terrifying. Yeah. I don't like it. At level six of exhaustion, you collapse dead. No death saves. You're just dead. But what if you're already dead? Then you're alive! (laughs) The opposite of dead is alive. If I die in the game, I live in real life. So, Scott, if we're all dead, does that mean we're all just exhausted? Dead dying! (laughs) (laughs) So Calypso winks back into existence, looking sheepish, folds her hands in front of her, and glides back into the pipe organ. Bambi's gonna stumble back and hit Sanjana in the chest with full body, stumbling backwards, trying to get distance from where the experience of that pain was, and just looking absolutely in shock. Good trip! See you next fall. (laughs) Bad trip. Bad trip. Well... What did she tell you, boss? For just a moment, she, like, passes out. Just for a second. Just, like, you know, when your head lolls back and then you come back to it. Like, oh, I I can't fall asleep right now. Right. As soon as your head lolls back, uh, Sanjina, you do hear a... <clears throat> there we go. Just a real quick, and then you're back. Uh, you okay? <clears throat> I didn't get anything. I... Do I have a tongue? What? Eh? <laughs> uh? And she, like, sticks her tongue out as if she doesn't believe it's actually there. Ooh, Sanjana, make a medicine check. To have a tongue? <laughs> no, you don't have a tongue. Oh, my God, I don't have a tongue. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't have a tongue. Oh, man. No, there is a tongue there. It's beautiful. Wait, there's something wrong with my tongue? You don't know. Sanjana can't tell you either. Is there a mirror anywhere nearby? Well, now, well, that's uh, taken care of. So, Greg... Banks' interviewees are leaving. They are still in the back of the room being guarded by Frankenbro, a.k.a. the Brolum, a.k.a. Uh, Brett Chet, a.k.a. Bump, a.k.a. DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> so wait, Bank, do we want them leaving yet? I kind of don't want anyone to leave right now because, I, I don't know, I kind of just want to contain the situation. You know what I mean? Uh... Five more people walk into the room. It's the Pitts family. <laughs> Pitts Jr. comes up and is like, uh, I was told to uh, report here with my family. Is there was something going on around here? Uh, yes. Is this Jeremy Pitts the third or Jeremy Pitts Jr.? This is Jr. Jr. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've heard. There's been a murder. Tiffany immediately faints. Oh no. Is it Tiffany or is it Tiffany? It's Tiffany. I really Oh no. It's T apostrophe F A apostrophe N I. I assume all of these people are also from the snout. 
No, uh, they're from Bums Landing. I'm sorry. I was trying to do a Boston accent and it just wasn't working for me. Is Eric here as well? Yeah, Eric's here. Sorry, I should probably say Eric. No, that doesn't work. Eric. Eric is the younger brother and Jeremy Jr. and Tiffany. That was the husband and wife. Uh, Pitt Sr. is an older man um, with, you know, uh, one of those, uh, yeah, you know, uh, kind of rambly a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Is is Senior here as well? Oh, yeah. Senior's here. Senior's here. He's, he's the only one who actually saw the body. Uh, oh, boy. I might have nightmares about that one for a little while longer. It's a good thing I don't ever go to sleep until, like, super late at night and then wake up okay. super early in the morning and have my eggs. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I want to take a shot, but I can't. Because uh, <laughs> if I do, then I'm going to get all droopy. It's like, oh, yeah, I have that problem, too. You get droopy after no, you. No, that's not, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. Sit down. Okay. Take a seat. Yeah, yeah, sure thing, Sonny. Sure thing. Is Trip here? Jeremy Pitts the third? Oh, yeah. Trip's there. Okay, so everyone's here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. we got to interview more people. Uh, yes. I, you know what? How about we do a whole potluck introduction? Uh, do you guys know each other? <laughs> I'm gonna refer to the rest of the acolytes. I'm gonna bring them over. You know what? Can we can we get a can we get a pitcher of iced tea or something? I think it's gonna be a long night. So you're under express orders, not absolutely not, to allow the Pitts family to come into contact with anything undead looking, and you have a oh. giant stitched up flesh golem in the center of the room. Oh, that that's a costume. <laughs> it's a costume. <laughs> It's costume. It's a costume. Don't worry about it. Eric tilts his head to the side. He's like, I know you're lying, but I'm not going to say anything. This isn't worth my time. Hey, Bump. Could you go take a walk? How about you go down into the cellar and make sure nothing comes up from the catacombs? Thank you, Bump. I turn to the rest of the pits. See, he's a sweetheart. Don't mind the noise. Yes, Bump, watch your head. <laughs> I need you to make a deception check. <laughs> I'm not gonna let that yeah. slide. Sure, There's just, sure. a, and this is gonna be a real high DC. <laughs> Goodness gracious! <laughs> With my plus six, I rolled a nine total. I'm sure it won't come up later. So, Greg, considering that this is your scene, yeah, how do you take advantage of this terrible situation? Um, I have no idea. I manage the room. Uh no thank you. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think we should start interviewing everyone, maybe just get everyone in a queue of some sort where we can all just interview them. L- like a like a mass interview? No, 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 one at a time. I should bring up this point that you have no new information, but then again you haven't interviewed everyone. How about we get everyone to come down here so that way we don't... Yeah. Well, one of us needs to stay in the kitchen, right? Because... Sure, I'll, I'll stay here. Why don't you go get the other two people from upstairs? All right, so Greg's going to walk upstairs. <laughs> walking, walking, walking. Please don't step in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, he's going to look down as he walks so he doesn't step in the blood with his 400-pound self. Thank you for specifying. So he's going to go upstairs. They're in the library, correct? Uh, I have no idea where they are. Where are they? No, we're in. We're right in front of Calypso's organ. Yeah, we're near the organ. Oh, I suppose. Okay, so he's going he's gonna to go over to the organ. He's going to walk over. He's like, 
Oh, hey, we let's let's reconvene in the kitchen. You got news? Well, no, we got nothing. What do you guys got? <laughs> Bambi is actually sitting there, poking her own tongue. Hey, uh, you okay? With this contemplative look, and when he asks if she was okay, she she looks up and goes, "Is something wrong with it?" <laughs> <laughs> She's a little, uh, confused. Uh, aren't we all? What'd you do? You're not there, Banked. <laughs> I didn't do it. She talked to the spook. Spook spooked her. What can I say? Greg, does it look like something's wrong with my- t It really feels wrong. Greg, do you care to make a medicine check? Why not? <laughs> sure. Let's everybody look at Bambi's tongue. Look at my tongue! Oh, God. Please check. I have a six. <laughs> uh, so, Greg, I, oh my the gosh. tongue is there. There's a tongue it's there. It's worse than mine. <laughs> you got a tongue. That's good, I think. You're supposed to have one, right? Yeah, I think so. She's moving her mouth like a dog with peanut butter in his mouth. like. <laughs> yeah, I guess we walk back to the kitchen. I'm just going to go blow past this. Information is exchanged. Uh, you now all know what each other knows. Uh, nothing has really changed because it, it, even though it's been like 3,000 hours for us, uh, it's only been maybe 20, 30 minutes for everybody else. This is like Dragon Ball Z. It's going to take him 30 minutes to do this. And then it's like 10 episodes. <laughs> Uh, information has been exchanged. How do you wish to proceed, Greg? I mean, I really don't think that information really changes anything. I think now we just know never to talk to Calypso ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing we've learned. We learned Calypso is crazy. Yeah, not looking in that brain. I mean, who would have thought that it's a problem to psychically link with a tormented spirit trapped in an organ? Not Bambi! <laughs> exactly, but it's Bambi. Everybody loves Bambi. Yes, everybody loves Bambi. But then again. But then again. <laughs> uh, well, alright. We're not going to learn anything from his accolades unless we dig a little deeper, if you know what I mean. Time to stab some people, no. Because his accolades, in my mind, are not going to say anything. Who do we suspect of his accolades? Uh, I don't even want to talk about the pits just yet because it's like a whole can of worms I don't want to open right now. But I have a whole page devoted to interviewing them. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, we're going to do it. It's just let's finish talking about the accolades first because otherwise this is going to be even more disorganized. Mm -hmm. The two twins, the teens, were abused and they cannot speak. Raida, maybe... As I was telling you before, she's arrogant, she's brutish and whatnot. Sounds like she became an apprentice to use Shatan for his power. Why would she kill Shatan? Right. Until she was powerful enough to do it herself. Hawk sounds just too, too respectful. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. And then Esma, I was originally pointing fingers at, but now she's such a blubbering mess. I, it might be good maybe to still interrogate her, though. Maybe that's an act. Yeah, I, I'm actually also thinking that it's an act. I mean, how can someone be this emotional for so long? I mean, maybe she's just busted, but, you know, <laughs> like, it's still, it's still... Busted? Yeah, like, her emotional capacity is busted. Oh, I've <laughs> never heard that phrasing before. Is that a new slang that the kids are using? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a thing. I think I just made it up. Welcome. Um, what do you guys think? Oh, boy. Let me have a crack at the crybaby. Oh, at Esma? Yeah. 
Okay. Do you want a good cop, bad cop? <laughs> you already talked to her? I haven't talked to Esma yet. All right. So you talk first. Okay. I'll observe. And then when she starts giving you the business, I swoop in there like a snake. Yes. Okay, sure. Esma, darling, would you care to be the next interviewee? She stomps over. And she stomps. <laughs> just... like, like a pepper tantrum? <laughs> One foot in front of the other, power walking anger. Blows right past you, down the stairs into the cellar. I'm waiting. I'm going to turn back to Sanjana, and I'm like, I already hate this. She reminds me of somebody I know. <laughs> I wonder who. Yeah. I, let's, let's go downstairs. So, Esma, why do you think we're talking to you here today? You are wasting my time. My master is dead, and I need to find who did it. Keeping me here will answer nothing! Okay, stop. Hold on. Hold on. Calm down. It's okay. Relax. Persuasion check, Take please. a breath. Sure. Calm down. Relax. Tea. <laughs> oh, natural. Natural 20. Ooh, nice. Beautiful. Nice. Oh, oh, wow. You straight seduce her. <laughs> I'm going to look her in her eyes and I'm going to say, relax. It's okay. Listen to the sound of my voice. Hypnotizing <laughs> her? <laughs> now, Esma, darling. Oh, no. Tell me, do you have any inkling on who could have done this or would have a plausible motivation to do so? All of us are utterly devoted to our master. It must have been someone here. Perhaps it was you. Do you see us? Do you think we are competent enough to do something like that? <laughs> Accurate. And I really do want your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I really am quite curious. <laughs> From rage and intensity, just like cold, emotionless. Any one of you could have done it. I don't know you. I don't trust you. Sanjana, who has been slinking over in the corner, nods at uh, Bangs and says, My turn. Oh. I'm going to turn to Esma and I'm going to say, That was your first try. Let's see what happens on your second try to speak. And I'm going to walk into the corner. Hi. How you doing? Rough night, huh? It's crazy out there. Are you done trying? She's going to maintain her current mood of just ice cold, nothing. You know what I think, lady? I think you did it. I think you got sick of him telling you what to do every night, every day, pretending to be all loyal, and you decided to off your boss. What a nice way to do it right here in his friend's home with all of us around. You thought no one would notice, but you know what? We're on to you. All that screaming, all that crying. That's the face of guilt. And then she claps her hands really loud in her face. So with that, that ice cold expression switches back to rage and she snaps her fingers and I'm going to end the episode there. <laughs> Someone got turned into a toad. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Rock's Fall, Everyone Dies. It would really help us if you subscribe, share, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, additional sound effects courtesy of zapsplat.com, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. Find more of his work on Twitter at John Bliss Art. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident mushroom, Jin, who streams on twitch.tv slash Our social media manager is our favorite surly turtle, Sambra. You can find all of our social media handles and full show notes on our website, rfedpod.com. 